Hello and welcome to the James Like Podcast. Today is Friday, so that can only mean one thing. It's time for Fast Friday. Today's episode of Fast Friday is brought to you by Revolution Home Buyers. Revolution Home Buyers is a full-service investment company that pays cash for houses and can close in as little as three to four business days. Give them a call at 817-791-7002 to set up your free walkthrough consultation and receive your offer. With Revolution Home Buyers' win-win or no-deal philosophy, you'll be assured the most fair offer. Give them a call today. Again, that number, 817-791-7002, or you can visit the website at revolutionhomebuyers.com. Hey, welcome to the James Like Podcast. I'm your host, James Like. I'm with you a couple times a week. Man, we're talking faith. We're talking business. We're talking freedom, talking success. Today's Fast Friday, so we're going to do freedom and success talk and everything that you need to be able to step right into living a life of freedom and success. And today I want to talk to you about leverage. And it's going to be a kind of a two-parter. Next week I'm going to talk about leads and leverage, how leads become your leverage. But I'm going to talk about just leverage in general today. First of all, what is the definition of the term leverage and where did I come up with the term leverage. Well, leverage is used all over the real estate investor industry. And I first learned about what leverage was through a book by Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He's the indirect mentor for so many real estate investors, business people. And that book, if you've never read it, like anytime somebody says they want to get started in real estate, the first thing that I say is, Go get Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and read it. You have to read it. You got to get a mindset shift, and you start looking at you know the the different things that are going on. And so, um, anyways, in that book, he talks a lot about leverage, and so I'm going to talk about a specific kind of leverage today. Uh, matter of fact, this whole conversation was spurred on, or this her whole podcast rather was spurred on by a conversation that I had with a former uh, property owner that I used to manage a rental for. He had one rental. He got it paid off as fast as he could. I mean, he put every last dime that he had that was spare and every dime that he received on rent, and he paid that house off as fast as he could because he didn't want debt, and he wanted to be able to you know, make whatever the rent was minus his taxes and insurance on that house every single month. He didn't want to sit under the... Uh, I guess, I don't know what you would call that, the, uh, the, the umbrella or the cloud, I guess, would be a better word, the cloud of debt that he was in. And so for him, in order to live a stress-free life, he didn't want to have a mortgage. He didn't want to have to owe people money. And matter of fact, he told me, he said, every time he gets a loan from somebody, whether it's from a bank or whether it's from a, uh, you know, a mortgage company, whatever, he says, look, as long as you guys... As long as I'm paying you guys, that means y'all are making money, which means I'm losing money. So my plan is to get this thing paid off as fast as I can. I think he paid that other house off in like 12 years, and uh, which was incredible because he got to pocket all that money. And then he was asking me different questions, and I began to tell him, you know, how many millions of dollars in mortgages that I have for all of my properties. You know, it's not 
it's not cheap to buy 32 properties as of the taping of this. Do we still tape? I guess the recording. <laughs> Tony's in studio with me, so I had to look at him. Are we taping this or are we recording it? But now, as of today's recording, I have uh, 32 doors and all every every single door but one. I have one paid off house. All the rest of them are completely leveraged, and the other one that's paid off is a family house. And so they're they're not completely leveraged, not like 100 percent leverage. But I have mortgages on every single one of them. And so try not to get ahead of myself here, but leverage is uh, the definition of leverage is using borrowed capital for an investment, expecting the profits made to be greater than the interest payable. And so I'm going to say that one more time, using borrowed capital, borrowed money from a bank for an investment or any kind of lender for that matter. For an investment, expecting that the profits to be made are going to be higher than the interest payable. So there's good leverage, there's bad leverage. I've seen a lot of California people come to Texas, and I, I'm, I'm generalizing here, but I just only know of California people here. They're, they're used to like massive uh, appreciation on houses, and so they, they love to buy houses that are ready to go. Some A lot of them are brand new. I remember in like 2010 when the builders – we're right in the middle of the Great Recession, and the builders were starting to kind of go under a little bit. They started giving heavy discounts on properties. And so they went ahead and uh, they uh, paid asking price. And if their payment was a thousand bucks, they probably rented it for eleven hundred. Me personally, never would do that. One AC issue that cost you. Back in those days, would have been a brand new AC would have been about thirty five hundred bucks. At a hundred dollars a month, you would literally not have any income for three years. So it doesn't have enough income for me. Yeah, they're new. Yeah, they have warranties, all that stuff. But inevitably, there's always something that's going to come up. Or let's say a tenant moves out, and they move out, and you have to take, you know, a month to get it ready and a month to get it rented. You've lost two months. You're twenty two hundred down, which is twenty two months. So I mean. That's bad leverage. But back to the conversation that I had with my my old client. He said, man, you're insane. He goes, please tell me the next time we talk in a couple years, because it's usually about every two years when he, when he calls in. He said, please tell me that in a couple of years, you're going to do a whole lot better job and your, your little small family should not be carrying all that millions of dollars in debt. Like, like uh, please tell me you're going to do something about that that will uh, – be paid down maybe 50% more than what it is right now. And I said, dude, I can't promise you that. I said, I will promise you that I'll have a whole bunch more houses that are leveraged out even more. And so talking about good leverage, here's the thing, especially right now rolling into a recession, the worst thing that I could do is buy a property for 90% of what it's worth, have a 10% spread, and then the market take a 20% dump and I lose, at that point, I'm done. Because you see, here's the deal. we Everything we've bought, with the exception of a few duds here and there, everything we buy has 30%, at least 20, but a lot of times 30% plus in equity over an appraisal price. So if the market drops 20%, which is catastrophic, I don't even think it did that much across the board in Texas, um, back in the Great Recession, now a place like California, I mean, they can those things can drop, you know, sixty percent, 
because the inflation is so quick out there and, and, and the appreciation, I mean, it appreciates the values fast, fast. And so um, we could have a 20% drop, which would be, again, catastrophic, and we're still going to have some equity to where if we needed to sell that to get out of it, we'd be able to get out of it. So there's always equity to be captured. If we ever run into a money problem, we just have to wait for the right buyer to come along and we can sell our house and we can capture some equity and keep moving forward. So it's a good leverage. Now, is it stressful carrying around millions of dollars in mortgages? I mean, I really don't want to sit around and think about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to sleep at night, so I really don't want to, I don't really want to go down that road. But uh, I believe that, you know, if you put yourself in a great position and you do not over leverage, you don't overdo it. You're not like doing refis up to 85% pulling out the cash and spending the cash on something else. Leave the equity in the property. Get as much cash as you need back to continue going down the road. I would continue buying cheap properties over and over and over again using the Burr method. Buy, rehab, refinance, rent, and, and recycle. Do it all over again. I will continue doing that for as long as I can to build up passive income. Because here's the thing. If my friend owned one house and that thing went vacant, he would have spent $1,500 a month on vacancies because that's how much his mortgage was, right? So he'd be spending $1,500 a month on vacancies. If I have a property that I'm making, my mortgage payment's $500 a month, which I have a bunch of those in Joplin, Missouri. If I did that, then if... I had one property that went vacant. I'm, I'm only losing $500 a month, but the other ones are still making money. So I'm really not taking the hit that he is every single time, but I have other ones that are paying me. The, the goal is just to get to a certain point in passive income so that you can buy freedom. That's what this whole thing is about is freedom. It's freedom and success, but really it's not the success. It's not the money I'm after. It's the freedom. It's totally the freedom. And in order to buy freedom, you need passive income. And my definition of that, you need passive income. So that being said, what are you willing to leverage? You know, I can take, I can get the mortgage. I can put very little money down to buy a property and I can continue that trend time and time and time again. But if I dump every bit of my cash into one property, it's going to be a while before I accumulate enough cash to go buy another one for cash. And so it, that is the slowest build that you could possibly have. Why not? Why not buy a house, get a mortgage on it, put a great renter in there? And we, I think we've done like six evictions in the last 20 years. So we have a very good we, – we haven't had the horror stories, knock on wood – we haven't had the horror stories that a lot of other people have had. Yes, we've had some trash units. Yes, we've had to deal with some headaches and tenants and, and you know, had to do an eviction on a lady that didn't pay rent for nine months because she knew how to play the system, all that stuff. We, we deal with all that just like everyone else. But if I only had one property and I had a tenant that didn't pay for nine months and was jacking me around on that and knew the system, knew how to run the system, knew how to cheat the system, then yes that would be a struggle and that would be a nightmare and I would be one and done on rentals, but I'm not. And that's not what I do. So, you know, what we put a renter in the property, the renter pays the mortgage. So that's what you don't understand. 
I'm leveraged out. But as long as someone is living in that property, as long as that property has been fully remodeled, which they are, as soon as we uh, buy them, we fix them up and we do all the majors on it. So you don't have to worry about that for several years. You got warranties in place, uh, manufacturer warranties, all that stuff. So your risk actually is very, very low. It's very low. And so that's how I can sleep at night. I don't feel over leveraged. Someone else is going to an eight to five job to pay my mortgage. And then hopefully in 20 years, when I'm ready to just sell everything and put a fund back for my kids, or maybe my kids want to come in here and take over. I don't know. None of them are showing interest, but they are young. So uh, maybe one day one of them pops up and does that. It doesn't really matter. One day those houses are either going to be paid off or I'm going to sell them and upgrade to a newer model and keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's just wise to do that. To me, in my opinion, it's wise. Now, I know what the Bible says about debt. I know what other people say about debt. Oh, you should live a debt-free life. To me, this is not the bad consumer debt. This is this is like hiring an employee that goes and makes you money because this house, if you do it right, you buy it right, you treat it right, you rehab it right, this house will make you money from now until the end of time and now and until the end. It's Yes, it's going to cost you a little bit, sure. You got employees, they're going to call in sick. They're going to get pregnant and go on pregnancy leave and not produce anything. Sorry, Tiff, I love you. But it's happened twice now. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love her. Tiffany's been with me over 10 years. She's worth the investment because I know she's going to come back and she's going to be right back at work. and She's going to give her all and she can be trusted. So, I mean, it's easy, folks. And so uh, I'm going to continue to leverage. I'm not going to lose any sleep. Um, something catastrophic happens, it's going to affect everyone in this country at the same time that it affects me. And I feel like we're pretty recession-proof. I feel like we're you know, good to go on the rentals. There's other areas of the business that need work, that need to be more recession-proof. But when it comes to the rentals, people always need a house. So I feel like I can always get a tenant and at least cover my payment. But right now we have it to where we make money and we make a good chunk of money every single month on our rental. So look up that word leverage, go read that book, rich dad, poor dad. There's tons of books about leverage. Leverage should be your best friend. Leverage should be your best friend. Leverage is what allows you to scale and to build and to hit that freedom, that dream of freedom, that dream of success, that dream of obtaining everything that you've ever dreamed of, like leverage is going to get you there, guys. So I hope you like this episode. I love it. And I love leverage. And I would love to leverage your friendship by you going and giving me a five-star review. If you can do that, then I'll be super stoked. I'll be happy. I'll thank you. Matter of fact, I'm going to do something new, Tony. I'm going to go ahead and send them a gift card. You can pick Starbucks. You can pick Dutch Brothers. You can pick whatever's in your neighborhood, or you can just pick straight cash, homie. I'll send you 20 bucks on the cash app if you'll go now and leave me a review. Now I'll know how many people are listening to the podcast. Leave me a five-star, but in order to qualify for the 20 bucks, I need you to handwrite what this podcast means to you, what you've learned what you appreciate about it, make me look good, guys. Make 
me famous. I'm, I'm begging you to make me famous, okay? So we can help others and we can show others the path to freedom and success. So I wish you guys much freedom, much success. Most of all, I hope you have an amazing weekend. Go Cowboys. Have a great weekend, guys. Later. Thank you for listening today. If this episode of Fast Friday brought you value, please take a moment and leave us a review. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Also, take a moment to share on your social media platforms so that others can gain the same amount of value. Until next time, I wish you freedom and success. Have a great weekend.